DJ Valentino here with Derek from Mayday Parade. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing very well, doing very well. I'm very happy to be here in Sayreville, at Starlin Ballroom. Uh, you know, we say this a lot, but it's the truth. This is our favorite venue of anywhere in the world. Um, and so, yeah, it means a lot to be here, especially after all this time. Uh, 10 years on this album, uh, anywhere but here. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you guys, again, I saw you last year when you were doing the Sunnyland tour with This Wildlife, and you came to Starlin Ballroom, and you've repeatedly said that, you know, Starlin Ballroom is your favorite venue to perform at. What makes that crowd interaction just so much fun? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't really know, like, what... Uh how it all kind of like started. I mean, I think that maybe perhaps even the song, we had the song Jersey that I think like kind of sparked like the shows here just always. Cause I mean, even back before we played here, we used to do, uh, you know, School of Rock. Um, was that Hackensack or, or where, where was that? I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly, but um, a, hand, a handful of venues in, in New Jersey and, and the shows were always just insane. And then yeah, the first time we played here, um, I believe was 2009. Uh, and it's just been, yeah, it's been every, every single show here it's always the best show of any tour the people you know everyone just sing uh sing so loud and move so much and the energy is just uh it's just insane it's such a cool spot yeah now do you have any tricks that you use when you're performing live to kind of connect with the crowd further to make them feel like they're a part of the experience yeah i mean i don't know i mean for me most of it is just that i genuinely try to have fun and I, and I do have fun uh, every single time that we play um, and I think that you know that kind of like, like translates you know and then I feel like hopefully the crowd has even more fun and you have and you kind of feed off each other's you know energy and um, I just try and like I never am like bummed out on I'm never like oh I don't want to like I, I, I always look forward to to playing show even now I'm a little busted up currently I have a fractured foot um, and that kind of sucks but it's still you know I still look forward to getting out there and having a good time yeah it's gonna be great is it tough again when you have stuff like a fractured foot to give it your all on stage or you, you try not to think about that you said well it's definitely t it's not ideal yeah it's <laughs> it's uh, I can't move around nearly as much as I want to but I've, I've played you know uh, well I guess about four shows on this tour on on the fractured foot and it's all right I'm still able to you know move around and have a good time I just can't quite go that extra bit that I'd like to you know um, but you know I really yeah I'm not too worried about it especially here where I feel like you know it's, it's always such a good time and and so I can kind of sit back a little more I guess but um, I certainly want to and I probably I probably have been pushing it a little bit well, how much I try and move but yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah 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 so now again you mentioned the tour anywhere but here 10 years old you've been doing all these shows to kind of support this massive anniversary tell me about how these shows have been going it's been great um and this is actually the second of five of uh, the anywhere but here shows we did one in tallahassee and then we've been kind of like in but we have these these you know sort of five regional anywhere but here shows kind of throughout the u.s and and the in between of like getting us to those shows we're doing the forever emo thing uh which has been really cool also so it's a very busy you know uh tour i guess way more so than anything we've ever done before having to prepare both of these sets and they're very different from each other and one's mostly made up of covers which is a lot to learn and then there's a lot of songs off anywhere but here that we haven't played some of that we haven't played ever and then some that we haven't played in about 10 years you know so it was a lot of uh preparing to get ready for it but uh yeah the tallahassee show was was really great and uh, of course tonight you know will be the best show of this whole tour as as it always is um so yeah yeah it's good it's yeah. good stuff
it's pretty weird you know this album um you know obviously we uh, I'll, I'll talk about it on stage a little bit tonight too but like it was you know it was kind of a weird process for us just because um i feel like we you know we started the band and we and you know made a relatively successful first album and then we're kind of put in this position of like where do we go from here and we we kind of had like no idea like what we wanted out of this or what's you know and and it was a it was a weird thing but i think making this album kind of helped us learn you know a lot of that and and uh understand you know what it is that we want and, and why we're doing this and i'm just grateful that we were able to sort of get through that uh process uh and continue on as a band because it because it really kind of derails or, or breaks up a lot of bands going through that process so uh, yeah. No, you're so right. Like a lot of bands say that the second album is the hardest to make because you have to, you know, build on the success of the first one but add new stuff in between. Playing a lot of these songs live, is there anything you would go back and change way back or do you feel that they've all, you know? Well, <clears throat> that's very difficult to say. I mean, there's definitely um, a lot of things that like I said, just strictly from like a, uh, like from the the songs, there's a lot of things, a lot of changes that were made. That so that that's part of the whole issue with this album is that we didn't really have um, like creative control. We were on Atlantic Records, and and we probably could have you know maybe pushed back a little more on on things than we did. But like it was very much like in their hands. Like we had to kind of like do whatever to like make them happy and like there were songs that we wanted on the album that they like straight up just like wouldn't let us put on the album you know so like so that was what was kind of so weird about it and there's, there's definitely a lot of things that we changed that ultimately like i liked certain things of a song better the way they were before versus what they ended up becoming you know so i guess with some of that i'd say you know i wish we'd go back and change it but at the same time like kind of like what i was saying like i feel like going through that process the way that we did really helped us as a band um, and helped us moving forward, you know? So, so it's hard to know whether I would like change anything, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. So now, um, again, you, you said you haven't played these songs in a lot, 10 years, some of them never before. Is it nostalgic to come back to these songs you haven't even touched in so long? It, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, despite all of the, uh, you know, I guess like weird or, or kind of like negative stuff that some of us are feeling some of us have about like, making this album it's still it was a really really fun time we had we had a lot of fun um and uh so that's it's it's really kind of yeah there's a lot of things i haven't th thought about in so long and you know being in the studio it was actually in it was in new jersey it was um oh shoot i forget the name of the city uh but it was a house allowed uh studios um and uh yeah i mean it was really just uh it was an incredible time, and we'd go into the city, go into New York City every weekend, basically, and uh, spend a day off, you know. Um, and that's when I really kind of got to, you know, spend a lot of time um, just in this area, and, and uh, it was it was it was really cool. It was a lot of we had a really good time, and. Uh, so I definitely look back, you know, it brings me back to a lot of that doing this album. Yeah, yeah that is so cool. Just such fond memories of Jersey as a whole. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you, t you mentioned of the Forever Emo shows that you've been doing. You've been playing a lot of covers of some classic, classic emo songs. Tell me a little bit about how that experience has been going. Tell me about yeah. what it's been like on tour for those. Yeah. Oh, it's been really good. You know, we were kind of nervous because it's such a weird um concept and something so different from anything we've ever done before um but yeah you know we just felt like we've, we've been in this band for 14 years now and we wanted to do something that was a little bit different than just kind of the same old you know touring cycle that we kind of always do um and so yeah we learned we you know we do, we do all these dj emo nights and 
it's always so much fun to be up there singing those songs and we kind of were just like let's just actually learn these songs and go play them and um so that's kind of the idea and you know, we've learned 12 covers and we do five you know made it create originals um and yeah some of them you know we were in philly last night um it was pretty insane the energy was pretty insane that a show like that you know and uh it's um it's it's been really really cool and it's just you know it's so much fun the 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 songs that you know mean a lot to us and we're covering bands that like you know we all looked up to and and really inspired us to play this kind of music and just mean a lot to us as a band so it's cool to be up there and and play those songs yeah definitely definitely and again on the forever emo show uh you guys played screaming infidelities with chris from dashboard confessional you have to tell me a little bit about how that experience was like that's incredible yeah yeah it was insane you know um i'm, I'm a huge fan of, of chris caraba and dashboard confessional and for the seems forever and really anything he's been a part of um so that was really cool uh, yeah we we get some we met him uh, I guess earlier last year or, or I forget what it was, but um, met him. He's a really nice guy and just kind of stayed in touch. And of course we did the, the cover of For the Seems Forever's uh, New Year's project for the mm -hmm. Hopeless Songs That Saved My Life compilation volume two. So we kind of were in touch a little bit about that. And then we just reached out to him about, you know, obviously he lives in, he lives in Nashville or just outside of Nashville and we had the show there. So uh, he, he was down to come and hang and sing a song and, uh, so yeah, it worked out. It was definitely kind of a dream come true thing for me because you know again I've just been such a huge fan of his. So yeah, yeah. again like Mayday Parade and Dashboard, like the emo giants, like the, to see you guys to perform live together was one of the coolest things to, you know, just just hear that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it means a lot, man. Yeah, it was really wild. It was cool to see. Yeah, people like the video online. I'm getting like texts from people like what? Like you know, like it was yeah, it was really cool. I love it. I love it. So now, what does emo mean to you? I know like everybody has kind of their own definition of it, and everyone has taken on a known meaning to it. It, but what does that emo genre mean to Mayday Parade? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say, but I think, uh, I mean, you know, I guess obviously the you know the the term is derived from emotional, you know, just emotion, emotional music. I, I, I feel like kind of you know, and so there's yeah, there's tons of bands that I consider emo bands, but I don't know. I guess for me, I, I kind of equate it to like a period of time, like um, like when I was in high school uh, and when I first started, sort of like listening to these you know kinds of bands and you know like saves a day and juliana theory and newfound glory for the seems forever jimmy world you know all those bands and kind of like uh becoming you know an emo kid or like a scene kid and it's because at the time that it wasn't even really like a term i feel like it was i feel like we were kind of in high school when it really started to take off and and become a thing and um you know for me it was just, it was music that helped me and i feel like that's kind of um you know, I guess the, the, the best way I can put it or the idea that it uh, represents the most is just, yeah, you know, music that, that music is extremely powerful um, and music that can, like, just help you um, with whatever it is that you're going through or dealing with. And, um, you know, you can make real, you know, connections to these to these songs and these artists. And um, so, yeah, it was certainly I'd, I'd already been playing music. Um, since I was, uh, you know, like 11 or 12 and, uh, and we played Brooks, uh, the guitar player of his band. We were in a band, we were in many bands together and we played a lot of, um, you know, like we were very like nineties rock and, you know, like, kind of like, uh, radio rock kind of music mm -hmm. and Bush and Metallica and things like that. And so when we started listening to these, you know, emo bands and in high school, it really kind of changed all the music that we were making and, um, and uh, I don't know, it was just cool to see, you know, and it's just, it's funny because I, I don't really, obviously I'm not like in tune with like 
um, what it's like to like be in high school now, you know, but uh, for us, it was just very like, we were like kind of like losers, you know, like we were, we were like our kind of like, we were just this corner of, you know, kids that listened to this kind of music and wore, you know, girl jeans because they didn't have skinny jeans uh, back then, skinny guy jeans back then, you had to buy girl jeans, you know, and, and we were, yeah, just like emo kids, you know, but um, yeah, so I'm kind of just rambling on. No, but, yeah. but like that totally makes sense. And I think that like even in high schools today, there's still like an emo crowd. But like, you know, I feel like bands like you, bands like Dashboard Confessional, like those kind of people have given the emo kids almost like a home, like a haven. So sure. while they are kind of the outcast, they do have places to call, right. you know, home, which is really kind of cool to think That's about. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So now, again, since we're on the topic of emo, we have to talk about the very first Sad Summer Festival. You guys got to be one of the headliners. It's just a huge monument mental thing tell me a little bit about how those shows went all summer yeah that was incredible that was an incredible thing we were so happy to be a part of that um you know the main uh originally kind of came up with the idea for that and brought us in uh you know i guess it's a couple of years back or whatever was when they first um started talking about it and then um you know obviously we we started taking you know it became an actual thing once warp tour ended and um there was a lot of work between a lot of different people that, that went into that whole thing um and i think it really kind of um changed a lot of things even for us just like thinking about uh like a festival in that way normally we just kind of do our like piece of it or our part of it and that's all you really but being you know one of the bands to actually like you know sort of curate the tour and and like you know come up with these ideas and everything it really started kind of started thinking about our whole live shows like what else can we like be doing to just make sure this is a better experience for everyone involved and um so yeah it was really cool it was, re it was really inspiring and uh the vibes were great um all you know just between everyone on the tour and just at the shows like it was just a very positive place uh to be in and um i, I loved it i can't wait to it'll continue to be a thing um you know there'll, there'll be one next summer and, and hopefully you know continuing for many years if, if all goes well and uh be happy to continue to be a part of it as, as it makes sense yeah yeah now you mentioned again warped or ending you guys have became one of those warped or staples kind of one of those bands that really is synonymous with the warped or scene how does it feel having kind of almost uh, no more warped or you know warped or this summer is kind of i we have those amazing festivals like sad summer to fill it but it's still yeah yeah well right for sure yeah i mean obviously yeah i, I, I miss it very much and i i would love it if warped or was still a thing i mean we that's where we kind of got our start was following Warp Tour and selling CDs. And then we came back and played it, you know, I have seven or eight times or whatever it was, you know. And um, so it's a lot of summers of my life that I've been out doing that. And there's really nothing else in the world like it that I've ever experienced. And I, and I highly doubt there ever will be. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly, you know, I miss it. But that's kind of the idea, you know, with Sad Summer was that there kind of needs to be that, um, that you know, that place... Uh, for for those people and and so that's kind of the, the void that we're trying to sort of fill in there and hopefully it can continue to grow and become a bigger thing but uh yeah you know, yeah that there needs to be like that haven almost in a way yeah absolutely yeah i think it's important for sure yeah yeah so now Sunnyland, just over a year old now how has that album aged yeah i mean i'm i'm really happy with it i'm really proud of it i think that uh most folks seem to like it a lot and, and you know kind of the idea that we sort of set out to accomplish with it i feel like has has you know uh, happened and and you know it was kind of like we wanted to build on everything we'd done on the previous five albums like have songs that kind of could fit on you know each of those and then mm -hmm. stuff that just so it's kind of just I feel like I feel like it's a you know it's a very well-rounded uh, album for us and 
Um, and yeah, it's cool. It's kept us, it's kept us moving along and now we're already kind of working on the next one and getting ready to, to start seriously getting into that whole mode um, and keep on moving forward. Yeah. Do we have an idea like what sonically this next one will sound like? Like what direction you guys are going in? Um, it's I don't. It's tough to really say. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. It's it's kind of tough to say. You know, we'll see. I don't think it'll be anything too drastically different. Um, but uh, yeah, we always try and continue to experiment with you know new ideas and and try and make sure we're not just kind of doing the same things over and over again. So. Um, yeah, we'll have to kind of see how it goes, but I, I, I'm certainly, it's a really fun place to be in like this when we're starting to, you know, create a new album. It's a, it's an exciting time for sure. Yeah. Do you almost feel like anxious when you have to make a new album because of like the success of every album that you guys have had before you, or did you make, go into it with like a clean slate every time? I don't really worry too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I try not to, I feel like it's not, it's probably not like, you know, healthy to like worry about it in that way. I just try and, you know, I, yeah, I don't know, just try to write the best songs I can and just put it together the best we can and try and, you know, again, like think about it, kind of, you know, how can we like theme this out? How can we, you know, build this into something special? But, um, I don't, I don't stress about it. I try to stress about it. Yeah. yeah. So now again, um, this will be my last question for the, the interview, but like looking back, you guys have had an amazing year, obviously, you know, the 10 year anniversary shows with anywhere but here, the emo shows, sad summer, you know, all that stuff touring for Sunny land. What do you think is your favorite memory of 2019 so far? Like out of your crazy year that you guys have had with Mayday Parade, what's your, what's your favorite moments in the past year? Yeah. You know, it's tough to say, but what comes to mind uh, right right out of the uh, out of the gate is uh, is actually is uh, sad summer uh, and particularly probably the uh, the New York New York City show on the top of uh, was it Pier Pier fourteen Pier what, Pier nineteen whatever yeah. whatever it is uh, that show yeah it was just really uh, unreal to me and and uh, it was you know it was a sold out show on the top of that. Uh, on the on the pier there and it's on the top of the building and it's just this beautiful view uh and that just kind of i don't know that was a really that was a really special moment for sure i mean there's been there's been a lot this year but i think that's that's kind of probably the one that stands out the most yeah and then you know having so many people there having um uh, our, our booking agent and man all the like a lot of industry you know folks and everyone kind of celebrating you know the, the success of the tour and um it was just a yeah it was a really really good night with a lot of good people and uh yeah, had a good time. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for talking with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me.